You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every year, the Chicago Bears have at least one player who really stands out during training camp practices and in the preseason games, and all of a sudden he becomes the fan favorite. Doesn't always pan out in the regular season and the rest of their career, but we've got a nice long list of candidates for the Chicago Bears Training Camp Hall of Fame. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter, at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at LockedOnBears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook, join the Locked On Bears Facebook group, and subscribe to Locked On Bears on YouTube to keep up with all of our Bears video podcasts as well. On the show today... We create the Chicago Bears training camp slash preseason Hall of Fame. We'll talk about a couple of important wings in the Hall of Fame for different groups of players that definitely all sort of fit in their same specific areas. We'll go through some of the other candidates here that really, some names you probably have forgotten about, but when you hear it and think about it for a second, it's like, oh yeah, I remember that guy, man, I thought he was going to be so good and et cetera, et cetera. And then we'll look at some guys currently on the roster that maybe haven't earned that Hall of Fame training camp spot yet, but are on their way to a a Hall of Fame career of training camp and preseason performances. Again, this podcast coming to you this week, while I'm gone out of town, I recorded this a little bit in advance. I wanted to make sure I have some Bears talk for you on the podcast, but I'm not even in the country right now as you're listening to this. So I'm not able to react if there's some sort of big Bears breaking news. I apologize that we are not talking about it on the podcast. But we do have a very important training camp Hall of Fame to put together here. And I think in this, in this Bears Hall of Fame, for just training camp preseason, there are two main wings when you enter the front. There's the wide receiver ring wing, and then there's the quarterback wing. And I want to start with the wide receiver wing because that tends to be the position where the biggest training camp fan favorites tend to emerge. And I think, really, like in a lot of the Hall of Fame, you kind of have to start historically. And I guess for us, historically, is not that far back, but it is farther back than some of the more recent guys. And there has to be a spot right away for Brandon Riddow and Mike Hass. Two wide receivers right in that Lovey Smith era. You know, we're talking 2006 to, like, 2008. And I remember Riddow especially... He had, I think it was, like in the preseason, three of his first four catches were touchdowns. And it was like, whoa, the Bears found something here. And you're adding that to Bernard Berrien and, and Moosin Muhammad with, with Rex Grossman, and you got something here. And, of course, never really panned out during the season. But Mike Hass, too, same kind of thing during those training camps of preseason. The two of them were catching touchdown passes, and it looked like the Bears had some sort of you know, developing wide receivers on the bench to really help take this offense somewhere else. Of course, never really quite got there, but it was fun to root for them and cheer for them way back in, in those early, early training camp days of 2006. It feels like not that long ago and somehow 
15 years ago at the exact same time. But as you sort of go down the wide receiver wing, you, you hit this sort of like trio of a very similar style of like smaller white slot receiver type players. Started with really the, the trailblazer was Dane Sonsenbacher way back in the day. I remember he had some brief regular season success, and it was John Gruden on one of the Monday Night Footballs who kept saying, I love saying Dane Sonsenbacher. Like, it's just one of those names that was fun. But, you know, with all three of those guys, they were able to add some some vertical to their game. That, that You know, there were some touchdowns in there that were exciting, but Sonsenbacher was a little bit earlier, you know, in, in more like the early 2010s era. Then you move into to Dan, the, to Daniel Braverman, the seventh-round pick, a little bit more recent than that, a little bit smaller than the others, a little bit more of an underneath guy, but someone that a lot of Bears fans were really excited about to feel like he could be this sort of complementary piece in this Bears offense. And then you get Tanner Gentry, really the freshest in our mind as far as building that connection with Mitch Trubisky and catching some deeper touchdowns in that preseason for him. Out of uh, he was un, uh, undrafted free agent out of Wyoming, played college football with Josh Allen. Now a member of the Buffalo Bills, reunited with Josh Allen, hoping to you know respark some of that, and also now reunited with Mitch Trubisky in Buffalo. We will see him in the Bears preseason game, presuming he's still a part of the the 90-man roster when these two teams match up. So Tanner Gentry, not far, but you know still still around. Dane Sonsenbacher and Daniel Braverman, not. Uh, not doing much else in the NFL. And then I want to throw a special honorary section here of the wide receiver wing for a player that didn't really do much that I remember in Bears training camp and preseason. And I guess a lot of this is anecdotal because you can't just go look up preseason stats all that easily. But tell me if you remember the name, Andy Fantus. He was, I think, the... Canadian Football League's leading wide receiver or one of their top wide receivers. And the Bears signed him, you know, it's close to that Brandon Riddow era. I'm thinking like late 20, you know, 2009, 10, 11, maybe 12, right around there. It was definitely still Lovey Smith era, like later Lovey Smith era Bears football. Fantus was this big time signing from the Canadian Football League. And we thought, oh man, like he looks like a number one wide receiver in Canada Came to Chicago, never really did much. But the reason why he's got a spot in here is because I remembered very distinctly when the Bears signed him, it was made clear right away that he had his own cereal from the Canadian Football League. They were called Fantu's Flakes. I believe that it says they're oatmeal crisp cereal. I, I'm not sure, even like the little picture on the box of the spoon holding it up, it's a little bit hard to tell. They look like almonds to me. But I think it's somewhere between like, Raisin Bran and Honey Bunches of Oats. I'm, I'm not exactly sure how to describe it, but Andy Fantus had a couple different variations of his own box of cereal, much like Flutie Flakes for Doug Flutie. These were Fantus Flakes, and it was like the Bears signed this big-time Canadian football wide receiver that has his own cereal box. And it's that cereal box in and of itself that gives him a spot in my wide receiver wing of the Bears Hall of Fame it's, uh, it's a pretty illustrious group of guys that clearly didn't really go on to a, a lot of NFL success from there. Sonsenbacher was with the Bengals for a little bit, but I, I think it's, it's really uh, a representation of, of where fans end up putting most of their adoration 
during training camp. But there were a lot of third-string quarterbacks along the way that we all fell in love with, too. We'll, take a, a, we'll continue our Bears Hall of Fame training camp tour down the quarterback wing next on Locked On Bears. This episode of Locked On Bears brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar belongs in the Protein Bar Hall of Fame because no one makes a product that tastes better and is still this good for you. Because they taste like candy bars, but they have all the nutrients of a protein bar. Low sugar, low calories, high fiber, and high protein. Yet every bar covered in 100% chocolate, real chocolate too, none of that fake crap, but 100% real chocolate, soft, easy to chew, delicious. And it comes in so many different flavors. I just saw coming out now they had a, a Rocky Road flavor with some, some chocolate and some nuts in there and kind of have that ice cream flavor. I haven't, it's the only flavor I haven't had because it's so brand new, but boy, does that sound good. Plus all the other delicious flavors. I particularly love salted caramel. Tastes a lot like a Milky Way bar to me. Coconut, cookies and cream, strawberry, and so many more. You can buy like a mixed pack that has all the different flavors to try for yourself because I promise you will find something you love. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and enter our promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's podcast also brought to you by our friends at Stat Hero. Do you know that 85% of people that play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? I mean, the game's kind of rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. I mean, generally speaking, you don't really stand a chance. But that's where Stat Hero comes in. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and puts winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy football matchup. You name the, your stakes and the winner takes all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. So no one else does that. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Wide receivers have really, I think, been the first ballot type guys for Bears training camp heroes. For some reason, fan base has always sort of gravitated to those guys. Could you see them make the catches and touchdown catches? It makes sense, but that's really where this Bears training camp Hall of Fame starts. But I think the quarterback wing is a fun group as well. And some names of guys that we got excited about, but, you know, never really, you know, never really panned out the way we would have maybe wanted in the regular season. I think for me, it, it's got to start with perhaps the GOAT of Bears training camp quarterbacks. Maybe I have an extra soft spot in my heart for this guy, but for me, it doesn't get much more like pure excellence than Matt Blanchard. And that might be a name that you don't fully pop right back up in your head. And that's, that's totally understandable. We all have flaws. But Matt Blanchard is a former undrafted free agent out of the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater the same school where offensive lineman Quinn Miners was just drafted from in the second round this year. Matt Blanchard was undefeated 
in college. He won three national championships, or I believe, or maybe four, but had gone through and just never lost a game in college. And, you know, he went to Division three, so there's a reason why players like that don't end up, ten, ten, generally speaking, getting drafted. And, of course, you know, he never really panned out in the NFL, but he had some very legit preseason and training camp performances where, man, I had the faith, we had the faith, and we were ready for Matt Blanchard to be excellent in Chicago. And, of course, never really panned out and couldn't really even earn a spot as, as Jay Cutler's number two quarterback. Jay Cutler's number three quarterback also in there. David Fales has to have a spot in this Bears training camp Hall of Fame. Six-round pick back in, what was it, 2014. Seemed to stuck around for three or four years there, always as the third-string guy. And, you know, he was a draft pick, so you wanted to see what he could do. And he could make some throws here and there. He could move a little bit. Ended up bouncing around, I think, spent a little bit of time with the Dolphins and then the Jets with Adam Gase. You know, we're talking later on in in sort of the, the Jay Cutler career towards Toward, sort of toward, sort of toward the, the downs there where, you know, it was the team was, was more or less ready to move on, and they were ready for David Fales to maybe be that guy. But alas, he was not. Same kind of era. Remember when they added Connor Shaw, former undrafted quarterback out of South Carolina. He had been with the Cleveland Browns, and he came to Chicago and had a couple, like that fourth preseason game, he had a couple of those where he lit it up, and we wondered if maybe he would be, again, developmental future for the Bears quarterback position to build somebody along. Not that he was going to become Tom Brady, but just, you know, give you a, a better option than you might have expected from an undrafted free agent. You know, same same kind of story with with a lot of these guys. There has to be a spot in Bears tra- in training camp Hall of Fame for Tyler Bray. I mean, he is perhaps the, the most third string of all third string quarterbacks. He's only like ever been a third string quarterback. Got a lot of that in with the Kansas City Chiefs with Matt Nagy, but then followed the Bears and had been, been here for at least, I think, three seasons. Now, no longer, rest in peace to the Tyler Bray at Bears training camp. They finally, I guess, gave up with him, but he had like eight years of being, at best, a third-string quarterback in the NFL, a number of those with the Bears. And, of course, that longevity alone has to put him in this Bears quarterback Hall of Fame. And another one of these sort of like honorable mention type guys, Dan Lefevre, another one of these names I hope Sounds vaguely familiar to certainly the the most diehards of Chicago Bears fans. He was a six-round pick back in 2010. And one of these guys, I think, coming out of Central Michigan, there was a lot of hype. He had a big arm. And, I mean, hype for a six-round pick is is a six-round pick. There's a certain understanding there. But he flamed out so fast. But the hype yet was so so real. That's why it's like it's more of an honorary thing because he didn't really have that that training camp longevity that – Tyler Bray and Connor Shaw and some of those other guys did in this quarterback wing, but he was still an important part of the Bears' history at training camp, and especially as a part of that quarterback room. It's just easy to find a spot for him in this Hall of Fame, absolutely. And I feel like you have to put a spot in there for Josh Johnson, who is a quarterback. I'm not even 100% sure that he played for the Chicago Bears, but he has played for so many different teams and I I have this vague memory of the Bears bringing him in for like three weeks one summer for like mini camp or maybe he's just had tryouts in Chicago but he's played for like 17 different NFL teams plus the XFL and the the AAF before that to the point where I believe Josh Johnson belongs in every single team's training camp 
slash preseason Hall of Fame because he's just truly like the master of extending his career and finding more times. Like he's he's 35 years old at this point. He started his career in 2008. Usually guys get two or three or four opportunities and then the NFL collectively kind of says, all right, we're good. But Josh Johnson just keeps going. And for me, that's Hall of Fame status, even if his time in Chicago was about as minuscule or as small as you could possibly get. But for me, it's quarterback and wide receiver are those two main wings in the Bears training camp Hall of Fame. Those are the, the guys we really pay the most attention to because they're not always wearing pads and, and you know, we can't always see you know, great plays by defensive linemen and offensive linemen because it's not really like a real game setting. So occasionally you'll get some, and, and we'll get into a couple of pass rushers maybe and a couple of defensive backs that have made some plays here. But I do feel bad that there's somewhat of a bias against offensive linemen in this Hall of Fame, much like there might there probably is in the regular Hall of Fame because it's just not something that fan favorites ultimately become. But we'll go through some of the other non-quarterbacks and wide receivers as well as the players on the current roster that are, are building a strong candidacy for the training camp Hall of Fame next on Locked On Bears. Preseason betting is already underway at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Already getting in on the Hall of Fame game betting for the first weekend here. That under cleared pretty easily, and it was uh, not always pretty football, but it was fun to have football back. But you can start to bet on the rest of this Bears preseason, plus week one regular season line is already available. You can still get in on the win total for the Bears over under 7.5. You can bet on whether or not the Bears will make the playoffs, where they'll finish in the NFC North, plus some individual prop bets on Allen Robinson's catches, receiving yards, touchdowns, Darnell Mooney's receiving yards, Jimmy Graham's touchdowns, Khalil Mack over under 9.5 sacks this season, and so many other bets. That's why betonline.ag is the number one place we recommend. Sign up today for a free account and enter our promo code Locked On to receive your free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So I put this Bears Hall of Fame training camp preseason question out on Twitter to see if if the fan base could come up with some other guys that that I wasn't thinking of because you know you start to try and remember how well guys played in a preseason eight years ago it, it can be a little bit and so the wisdom of the crowd certainly helpful here and I wanted to shout out a couple of individual people that gave some excellent excellent suggestions first one here from our friend of the show Kyle Popovich at Kyle Pop 16 throwing out John Timu and Jonathan Anderson to get some more defensive guys in there Brandon McGowan as well Timu and Anderson would have to have their own like they would share and exhibit because, for, for at least for me, those two guys are like intrinsically linked. You cannot have one without the other. They were both undrafted free agents the same year. They were both very good special teams players, pretty good athletes. Certainly, they were not exactly the same player by any means. They are individual with their own skill set variations, but like it was always those two guys as like the third string or even second string linebacker duo for a while in Chicago. Occasionally, some spot starts for both of them. But, you know, never really stuck on as, like, never really took that next step to be a full-on starting linebackers in the NFL. And Brandon McGowan, one of the um, safeties that is one of those Mick names. We got, you know, McNown and McGowan always would get Bears fans 
especially people with the Chicago accent, having trouble pronouncing that name. But he was an undrafted safety back in 2005 and was, you know, he was always in there, right? I mean, he was always hanging around in sort of that like special teams type role and be in the back. I mean, there were some injuries in there as well that he filled in at some point in the starting lineup. And, and so he's, he's almost, almost too experienced to have a spot in this Hall of Fame, but we're going to give it to him for, for everything he did in the preseason and the training camp. And one other name that I, I should have absolutely thought of, and we'll get to some other guys that, that I had already got for myself, but this one was an egregious oversight by me that had this person not tweeted it to me, I don't think I would have come up with this name, and it's absolutely a very important spot in the Bears Hall of Fame. Harvey Unga. He was brought in, I think, as a he was a running back at BYU, if I remember correctly, but kind of more of this fullback role in Chicago, and they were always trying to find a spot for Harvey Unga on this 53-man roster. It was, I think, like at least three or four seasons, and again, like early 2010s, and oh, you know, and as I as I remember correctly and and look back at my notes here he was a seventh round pick in the supplemental draft not undrafted I associated him as undrafted but that right there alone anytime you take a player not only in the supplemental draft but in the seventh round of the supplemental draft that's got to get you a spot in this Bears training camp hall of fame I mean the guy was always there and we always wanted to see him get some of those opportunities they had some other great fullbacks in there at the time that I mean, not great fullbacks, but you know they had some other guys in there that they were always trying to get somebody in that spot, and and Unga was never really able to lock that down and hold it firm. But I, I really appreciate uh, on Twitter at Messica Fledger Fledger M E S S I C K F L E D E D G E R the username or the the actual like like screen name just says Meg shout out to Meg at Messica Fledger for the Harvey Unga suggestion. Cause that would have been an egregious mistake. Had I not included Unga a couple of other guys I wanted to include from my own list, Cornelius Washington. Oh, we thought he was going to be so good freak athlete on the defensive line lined up as a gunner at one point on the punt team, but he weighed like 275 pounds, all the physical tools in the world ended up getting a decent contract from Detroit when he left Chicago, but just, couldn't really quite put it together, but so many of us thought, you know, we see Cornelius Washington flash in the preseason. That guy can be something special, and it just never quite panned out there. Another one, Demontre Hurst, slot cornerback, eventually moved to safety, had some preseason interceptions, always seemed to be pretty solid in coverage, stuck on the active roster for a lot of special teams here and there, made a couple of appearances in some regular seasons off the top of my head, but never really was quite there, but he had a, a big sort of support of like, Man, just get him the right opportunity, and Demontre Hurst can do something for it. I think there's got to be an honorary spot for Jordan Lynch, the former NIU quarterback that converted to running back in Chicago, and we, we always wanted him to be something great and had that hype of, like, the local kid, the local quarterback trying to play running back, never really did anything, wasn't here that long, but give him an honorary spot. I was trying to think of, like, offensive linemen that might almost qualify here. I couldn't come up with anyone I was – super in love with. So maybe these would be honorary guys like Shiloh Rachel. They brought in as, as a veteran that they thought maybe could do something. James Brown was, a, I think, a former undrafted free agent. You know, th- both of those guys played some regular season snaps. So I'm not, you know, I'm not in love with them as perfect Hall of Fame candidates or like other side of the spectrum, Tayo Fabulige, 
the, I think, six-round pick out of TCU, one of Ryan Pace's first drafts, just big, raw offensive lineman, and, and had a pretty good preseason that first year, and we thought, okay, maybe there's some real real tools here, but they never quite panned out. I mean, not, not great choices all around for offensive line, but some decent choices on the roster right now. Guys that have already flashed some training camp and preseason expertise, and I'm curious to see if they can put together another strong preseason and training camp this year as we get into these games these guys could be potential future training camp preseason Bears Hall of Famers. We have to start, I think, with James Vauders. He had, was it a three-sack game last pre- or two preseasons ago? I guess last preseason was two years ago, so that's part of the problem here is if we could have seen them in training camp last year, maybe these resumes would be stronger. But James Vauders earning his roster spot with strong preseason performances a couple of years ago, been very consistent high motor at some of these Bears training camp practices. Two years ago as well, Jesper Horstead, the tight end, catching some touchdowns, looking like one of these next-generation athletes at the tight end position, but hasn't really done anything in a regular season just yet. But another strong preseason this year, another strong training camp moving him along the lines. That's a training camp Hall of Fame spot, even if he doesn't do anything on this active roster. Ryan Nall is borderline for me at this point, but can still push himself forward. He's been here a few seasons, but I don't know that he's done anything. I, you know, I'd like, I'd like a little bit more of a highlight reel moment in my mind or, and it, you know, or, or the hype to potentially build a little bit more. It doesn't seem like he's like, maybe, maybe early on he was a little bit of a fan favorite where guys were cheering for Ryan Nall because you know, they liked him coming out of Oregon State, but borderline, right? All these guys can, can certainly cement themselves with a strong preseason this year. Throw Josh Woods in there, the backup linebacker, a former undrafted free agent who's been here like four years and always does enough to stick on the 53-man roster and play special teams, but never does enough to actually take the field on defense for any sort of significant role, even when there's injuries at the position. That makes him one of these Bears training camp Hall of Famers. Kendall Vildor is an early, early candidacy, but if, because he's competing to start... I don't think you can have like a regular season consistent starter make your preseason training camp Hall of Fame because, of course, you expect the starters are going to play well. This Hall of Fame is reserved for players that you don't expect to play well, become fan favorites, and almost always never do well in the regular season and, and beyond in their career. So that's that's sort of the extent of where I put the, 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 really the names I could come up with combing through some old Bears rosters. Certainly would love to hear more suggestions for you, whether it's on Twitter at Cox Sports One. You could tweet at Lockdown Bears. Comment at the Lockdown Bears Facebook group or on the Lockdown Bears Facebook page. Comment in the YouTube comments for this video as well if you have other Bears training camp suggestions. And of course, email is always open, LockdownBears at gmail.com. Really appreciate everyone who's been tuning in, subscribing, keeping up with all of our podcasts. Again, we're not going to be a full five days a week this week or next week because I am actually out of the country on vacation. Please don't break into my house and steal all my things while I'm gone. So we've got some, some content like this scheduled ahead of time for you, so we still have some Bears talk. But if there's some kind of massive trade or massive injury that happens while I'm gone, I won't be here to be able to immediately react and get you that fresh Bears updates that you want. But I'll be back. Don't worry, I will be back and the podcast will be back in full strength just in a a good 10 days from now or a week and a half from now whenever you end up listening to this podcast. We'll be back for the rest of the preseason, regular season, and beyond. So I appreciate everyone who's been tuning in. Please bear with me here in this uh, sporadic week and we'll be back locked in and locked on and more than anything, ready to bear down.